This podcast is brought to you by Sage Hill, a social impact organization. Our mission is to help people be who they're made to be so that they can do what they're made to do. Find more resources to live fully, love deeply, and lead well at sagehillresources.com. Hi, this is Stephen James, Executive Director of Sage Hill Counseling. Thanks for listening to the Sage Hill Podcast. Taking a little turn here today, and we flip the tables. Kate Prevost, therapist at Sage Hill, uh, and a longtime friend, is interviewing me uh, for the next few podcasts. So sit back and enjoy and listen to what Kate has to pull out of me today. It's quite a ride. Hey, Stephen. Hey, Kate. Kate Prevost. I'm interviewing Stephen James today on the podcast. The, the Stephen James, the one and only. Yes. Yes. If we were custody, we could say Stephen Effie James. <laughs> Someone <not>. said that. <laughs> <laughs> so good to see uh, you. Good to see you. you. Yes. We're in a digital world. Um, we are going to start off the year off the year off right, January 2023, and talk about how there's no cure to life. Oh, gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Let's start the new year with the most hope and optimism. There's no cure to life. Right. We are in this life. We are in this life, and for that, there is no cure. Somebody really wise said that. Okay, thank you. Samuel Beckett. That's why I'm interviewing you. Because Samuel Beckett wrote the play <laughs> where a person makes a quote, there is no cure for life. Uh, you know, actually, it's weird. I mean, it sounds not hopeful, but it's actually a really hopeful, optimistic statement, you know, because um, this may not be what you want to talk about, but this is what comes to mind, is it sounds so bleak, and yet what's bleaker than there's no cure for life is an attempt of living a life where I try to find a cure for living as opposed to a life that's meaningful and rich and true and noble and worthy and uh, messy. Right. I think, um, yeah. Wow. So maybe we, that's good. Uh, yeah. There's no cure for life and we're in it. Yeah. yeah I, did, I found myself coming back to that a lot this year. There's no cure for life. So. But- there it it was the only quote thing that I could come back to where I wasn't spinning or my head wasn't spinning or I would be talking to a friend and it's like that's how every conversation would end we'd be like okay bye (laughs) so the image the image that just came up is (laughs) goodbye so you made you found a way to end a bad conversation you just said there's no cure for life Yeah, that was the fix. That was the gear. So I just picture as you're like talking, you're thinking, you're living your life. And I feel this way. There's like a metaphor of my head, like spinning around, looking for some relief. Yeah. You know, I look, I look to the hills. Where does my help come from? You know, like I can't, everywhere I look, there's no help coming. Um, I'm looking for a way. I'm aware in me that, um, when I get on the train of writing my feelings, uh, I start looking for a way out of my feelings, right? What's the way out of being human? 
Um, my sister said to me this weekend, she goes, do your feelings drive your car too? And I was like, what? And she was like, yeah, like my feelings drive my car. I'm like, is that a metaphor? She's like, yes, it's a metaphor. It's so, she's been like, oh, reading really? books, yeah. She's been reading books, yeah. So I was like, yes, my feelings drive my car sometimes. That's that's who I am. Um, and I think sometimes I, my head starts spinning, looking for a way to, uh, for a way out of this thing, a way out of um, the discomfort, the unpredictability, the joy, the sorrow, the hope, the dread, the um, misgivings, the regret, the shame, the ah. loneliness, like, of, like there's got to be a cure for this thing, you know, and um, there there's not, and I'm not sure that it's broken. I'm not sure that life is broken. Huh. I think life might be might be right, um, which is a pretty in some circles of the world is a pretty radical idea that life is not broken. I think so. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think you said something really big there life is not broken yeah life's not broken tell me more about that um well there's some there's some man now i'm gonna get myself in trouble but let's do it let's let's ride let's walk this edge (laughs) are you talking about theologically like like theologically in trouble or how are we talking yeah i'm talking about like all all of yeah theologically in trouble um uh the nature like just pragmatically because if life's not broken then i can't i can't externalize my problems on uh another person or a situation um or i can't blame somebody else for the world then the the natural and i can even hear myself thinking it so i know other people are thinking it well then it must be my fault right it's not the world's fault or god's fault or you know that that really bad word satan's fault the one who shall not be named uh dumbledore's fault not dumbledore who's the one that could not be named the snaky Gosh. guy with no nose um um and he would make that that sound yes yeah, yeah. i thought your I generation you would know that's like your gen. that's the star wars of your generation is harry potter and lord of the Oh, I was thinking Lord of the Rings. That guy that goes. No, from- you're thinking of <laughs> the the one who could not be named is the Harry Potter guy. So okay, um, see, I never got into Harry Potter. You can't help yeah. you there. So this this place this place we live as humans is is like we want to blame someone for the pain of the world, and if we can't blame somebody else, then we want to blame ourselves, right? And I, what I, one of the things I've been coming to um, is the idea that like everything belongs, you know, everything belongs and there's nothing that's been created uh, or there's nothing that is, there's nothing that exists and being and becoming that doesn't belong. Right. And so everything is part of the big story. And so when I, when I quit looking for a way out, and start mm-hmm. looking for a way in, um, the story changes, you know? Um, and a lot of us will look for a way into the story try, because like we can't get away from it. 
it's like the going on a bear hunt. Like, can't go over it. I can't go under it. You know, I must go through it. You know that story? Like, I'm going on. Yeah, a bear yeah. Hunt. I read it to my for girls. The, for the girls. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I uh, love that one. <laughs> going on a bear hunt. <laughs> Gotta catch a big one. What a beautiful day. We're not scared. Like, even the denial. We're not scared. I know. Like, I was thinking that when I read it. <laughs> I was like, sounds scary, but okay. I'm going on a bear hunt and I have to convince myself in denial that I'm not scared. It's like, well, no, it's actually very scary to go (laughs) on a bear hunt. But they, in the story, they confront like a river, a big cold river, you know, a forest, a dark gloom. They confront all these scary things and they can't, they can't find a way around it. They can't go over it. They can't go under it. They have to go through it, right? Mm -hmm. And in going through it, they like that's the story so there's something and that's elemental. how they get out of the get away from the bears they go through all that stuff again but they don't they have to stop and think about it, it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. they go yeah back to it all right um until they get back home like that's such a i didn't know we were gonna talk about this this is beautiful that's such a mythic story like it's so true of these people who are going out into the world to look for something that's dangerous and, and raw and real. Uh, and then when they encounter it and they encounter the other, the, the, there's something big and mystical about a bear, right? And when they encounter the other, the thing they were looking for, they get so scared, they run back home. Yeah, and it's you know? almost like, oh, this is where I want to be is home. Like I needed to come out here to be settled in the place called home with my family. Oh, like that's I needed, good. I, need, I needed to go out into the elements and know what home was or is. Oh, so so that's what I'm saying. It's like when we get out of this dualism of blame something else or blame me, and we start seeing that everything belongs, and there's something um genuine or true about everything that we to look for even in that like we have to leave home in order to find home like in order to value home to know what home is and that that's part of like so many stories right of whether it's the the hebrew story of the promised land whether it's uh the alchemist and the uh, Santiago's story of looking for the the treasure where he has to find where the treasure really is. Um, whether it's a children's book that we read our kids when they were little about Toot and Puddle, these two little pigs, and one was a homebody and one was an adventurer, and it was two like, parts of ourselves. Always two parts of ourselves, right? And so, um, you know, so the the world. I'm not sure. I'm I'm absolutely sure. And I'm trying to practice believing that the world is not broken Mm -hmm. and the world is actually made the way the world is needs to be made and it's made right and good. And so am I. Um, That doesn't mean that I am sufficient for the, or uh, yeah, like whatever, like I, I, I don't have it in me. And I don't believe anybody has it in themselves alone to um, like make life work, right? Mm-hmm. That's why we actually need relationship and community and we need something outside of ourselves, um, a vibrant relationship with God, with other people in order to make, to live life on life's terms, in order to move through life 
on the bear hunt, like to move into it and through it and not looking for an escape. Um, we need other people. Um, and, and when we find those people in the adventure, we actually find home. We actually find this really rich experience of home because home really is the people more than is the place. Um, I know Heather, like she feels so like home to me. So like home. I was trying to flirt with her in the kitchen the other day, which part of our flirting is like me flirting and her. What's we spend our lives in the kitchen, you know, like most people, like it's either like on the couch or it's in the kitchen. In the kitchen, um, yeah. It's a lot of good stuff. So, um, we were in the kitchen and I was trying to flirt with her. And part of her flirting back is to act like it doesn't really bother her. It doesn't like move her. Which she's is, not interested. I, I yeah. even make, she's not interested. So it's like this cat mouse thing, oh, um, which yeah. is, I think, kind of fun, kind of playful. And she teases me about it. And in that, it's like, oh gosh, she's my home. Like she is my like our marriage and her love and our relationship is my home. And, mm-hmm. um, and I'm a go away adventure person, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I'm always planning the next is adventure. That, is that Tootie? Are you Tootie, the, the pig? What's the name of that pig? <laughs> Toot and Puddle, <laughs> not Tootie. It's a whole different thing. <laughs> it seems like toot, Tootie, Toot would be an adventure for sure. Puddle sounds yeah. like a... Like a homebody. I'm not sure. But in our relationship, like I'm I'm one end and she's the other. And I pull her into adventure and she pulls me into sanctuary, into rest, into home. And there's something really beautiful in that. Um, I think my growth edge over the last decade has been like learning to be at home in myself, oh, yeah. at like learning to be still, learning to uh, trust that things are, I don't have to make the world be what it's not. I don't have to save the world. I can just be in the world. And um, a friend of mine said like, just be, be brave like water and just kind of goes where it goes. You know, Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh yeah, that's, uh, yeah. I kind of try to cut a path. (laughs) Right. You want to, you want to be the water that goes upstream. Yeah. 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 Uh, I've I've been practicing. It's been a, a long time coming and I'm still, still becoming is like, how do I be, you know, Heather's so present oriented that it invites me to be present. And I'm so future oriented that it invites her to dream and hope. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, and that's a good tension. It's a good, yeah. good tension we live in. Uh, and it all belongs like everything belongs. And that's a radical idea. Uh, oh yeah. You know? Yeah. I was just thinking when you're saying home, and home with Heather thinking if you're trying to find a cure there what that what that might do to what you just described she's she's the one calling you into sanctuary and rest and and you're the one calling her into hope and to dream if you are looking for a cure there because that's I mean I I know you and I know that that must be hard for you to find home <laughs> and rest anywhere yeah anywhere yeah. yeah I'm always looking for home and I can't find it because it's right there yeah. yeah and that does not feel I think the struggle there is that it doesn't feel always like what you would think home would feel on your body mm. it's not I think, yeah I, well I've got such a warped home 
That's what, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I mean, a lot of people, us, me, um, like the sense of home imprinted in me was lonely and erratic, chaotic at times, abusive at times. Um, and so I, I, I mean, I didn't thank you. It's a great free therapy session. This is awesome because I've not connected the dot or maybe I have and I've forgotten that like I spent so much of my adolescence like going, like riding a bike after school for a lot of miles, playing on teams, being involved at school, being involved at church. Like I, I found so much belonging to myself and to others outside of home. Mm-hmm. Um you know, and I and think that was I've, your I've cure that. that was my cure for life. Yeah. 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 Like um, it, but it also is your gifting too. So yeah, I, uh, my survival strategies became my calling card, That's good. which is what we all do. Right. Uh, totally. Yeah. You know, so we all do. And so we, we realized that our survival strategies are just our failed attempts to try to cure life instead of live our lives and enjoy our lives. And by joy, I mean, not happy. I mean, like live into the fullness of our lives. Um, and that it all belongs all, like we belong to our life. What would it be like for us to live the question of how do I belong to my life instead of how do I try to control my life? How do I belong to my life today? Um, where is life asking me to participate? Where's my life asking me to participate? And sometimes that's to be uh, still. Sometimes that's to be active. Sometimes that's to remember. Sometimes that's to, you know, take risk. And um, like, you know, that is that it's Ecclesiastes, right? Like every season, there's a time. There's a time for mourning, a time for weeping, a time for celebration, a time for grief, a time for beauty, a time for loss. And it's all fits under, under, the banner of creation, you know, um, but that, that book that like sh- this short Jewish poem is so freaking wise and this idea of it all belongs, like everything belongs and there's a time and a purpose for everything. It was so important that John Lennon wrote a song about it, you know, like it's like a great, great song. Yeah. That's um, the only thing I hear when I hear that. Yeah. You know, and um, everything's turning, everything's turning, everything's turning over and over again. Um, and I think that's that idea that I'm trying to live into uh, has been a real freedom for me of like trying, instead of trying to right the wrongs of the world, which I do believe there's like justice and advocating for things and being, you know, an activist, I do think that's very valuable work, right? Um, it's, uh, and it, and I think it, Life is asking us to participate in in the uh, in the fight for justice and peace and mercy and good things, um, but maybe not every day, right? So I'm asking the world, like, how do I belong? How do I need to belong to my life today? Uh, it's like sometimes it's where do I need to stand up, and sometimes it's where I where do I need to lie down, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, me, I'm always looking for the fight. You know, where's the fight? Let's <laughs> chest up. Yeah. yeah. What'd you say? I said, let's chest up. Let's, let's chest up. Yeah, let's chest like a, up. Like a sport let's stand up. What's up? Let's stand up. What's up? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think I think what questions coming up for me as you're talking is 
what, how do you know when your body's moving towards maybe a cure and, and how do you know? Yeah. When, when do you lay and surrender? When do you rise? How have you begun to notice those patterns? Mm. Um, I keep trying harder and it worked out worse. Like maybe that ain't working. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So yeah. Uh, What ends up happening maybe? Yeah. What happens at the end of the uh, road of that? Yeah. When, when I keep ending up in the uh, cul-de-sac of my own good ideas, right. It's like, I just keep going around and around, you know, Uh, like that's, that I might not be seeing the world accurately. I might, or I might be um, animating myself in it in a way that's not generative or life-giving um, or, it, it, you know, creates destruction or uh, that's one way I've seen it. Another way is people have told me about it and, mm-hmm. and I've not always listened as well. Not, I recognize uh, there's some things in my life that people have said to me or around me or about me Um over and over again and sometimes they're like it's the same thing and it's like a blessing sometimes it's a curse sometimes it's like an observation uh and rarely i mean it's like i haven't always heard what people were saying you know the feedback i've gotten or the encouragement i've gotten um and and so some of it's like me recognizing some things how like your question of how do i recognize i'm trying to cure life it's like oh like me doing the same thing it doesn't change anything so maybe i need to like not look for a fight today um and sometimes it's other people have said some things to me um and then sometimes it's like just the graciousness of god is like um i learned this new thing this week and uh, i have to go research it more so i say this with the caveat like the asterisk of like this is like barely researched Oh, yeah, okay. that's how I live my life. So it's welcome here. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to go do some research about this, and I'll report back later. Um, but the the Hebrew word for prayer does not mean to petition God to change God's mind. But that's like not – the word is something you do to yourself, almost like bathing or uh, um, it's something I'm doing to myself, right? Mm-hmm. It has – very little to do with like it has to do with the other with being with a god but it doesn't have to do with like changing god mm-hmm. so the jewish idea is like the hebrew idea is like god is and you don't change what is because it is right and right. so prayer is this like um changing myself to being alignment with what is so it's like i'm doing something to myself you know that, that's a radical idea Right. right. As, a, a, yeah. as opposed like to what you were saying at the um, beginning. Yeah. So even even how I've approached like prayer and meditation has shifted from how do I bring anxiety to um, a, a storefront God, uh, little G God, that I'm asking to change my give me change back for my offering. Like, can you make change for this for me? You know, can you turn my five, my 20 into four fives, you know, or if you're really kind, can you turn my 20 into five fives, God? Right. You know? I you think that's what we ask for a lot. Yeah. Right. Yeah. As opposed to, uh, like, use that, that prayer and meditation work as like, how do I need to change me 
um, so that I'm in line with what is with the I amness of life. Um, Cause that's not changing. That hasn't changed ever. It's always been and always will be um, as it was in the beginning for now, more forever shall be like this whole thing without end, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and so that that's like, I was doing this gratitude meditation. I got this new ritual up and after I'm 15 weeks into this morning ritual that I've been doing. Um, and it was 15 weeks. It's almost, I don't know for me, I'm so stubborn. I don't think it's quite a habit yet. Uh, so hard headed. Um, but the, the morning ritual ends with prayer and meditation. And I was doing this gratitude meditation and I kept thinking the woman leading the meditation recording, I kept thinking, can you just get on with this? So I can get on with my day. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm grateful. I'd be really grateful if you shut up. I actually said that out loud to myself. Um, like, can we just go and the thing I use, you can't fast forward it. Like some either just going to get up and walk away from it or right. I'm going to like endure, endure it, uh, or fight with, I found a fight with, with this, uh, recording a female. She was so sweet. Like on the video, the, the woman is so kind. And was it, it was too like, kind? Was it, was it too kind? Is that what you wanted to show us for? Like, I was, just ready to move on. I, was, I was just ready to go on. Let's go. Let's get some stuff all, done. All the gratitude. Okay, okay, okay. We got to go do it. Well, yeah, it's just like, I got some life to go live. Can we just like, this little 10 minute gratitude thing is a waste of time, which is, that's insane. <laughs> hey, hey, I am, I am there with you. I am with you. Yeah. It's the 10 minute stop uh, and slow down. Whew. Yeah, it's so it's Hard. like, that's time where I'm trying to fashion, uh, making, I'm powerless to that fight, right? So I'm showing, I'm showing up in a different way. I'm trying to, I'm, um, even when I'm not trying to, I'm trying to, like the discipline of it. Uh, it's like, how can I be changed in my power? Like, what I'm running into in that moment is my powerlessness over like, God, wherever I am, there I am. And I can't change me, you know? And it's the, the, beauty of the 12 steps right is that i am powerless over being me and um do i believe that there's a god that will restore me to sanity i, I really want to believe I, I act like i believe I, I, believe I well i don't even know i don't know i, I think i do today i do to um, sanity to sanity yeah. yeah it's like like you haven't yet you know um yeah right? Uh, so maybe, uh, I don't know. I've been after this since 1998. I've been working on what, a what version of me. Yeah, I've been, I've been I became aware, I became ba- baby aware of my insanity in 1998, right? And I've been growing in uh, awareness, wisdom, love, generosity, grief, like my capacity to uh, not look for a cure in life has grown though I still mm-hmm. look for a cure in life so I know I'm powerless over looking for a cure Definitely. right I know I'm powerless over other people's feelings um I know um but what I've learned is high achievers I'm a high achiever uh, which you are too um you're more high achiever than I am but uh no I don't think so uh, uh, you're as competitive as I am. I know that. That's true. That's true. Uh, yeah. So most people like us who want to do well or be well 
or manifest well or create well, we have a hard time being powerless um, because we, we think we can make things better. And I think uh, like the consciousness of God is pretty freaking too slow for my timetables. Like that's my, like, you know, it's all sitting in gratitude. So slow. Like, come on. Yeah. I mean, kids kids know, you know, like kids, I feel like kids are in tune with that. Don't you think? I mean, they're, they're in tune with how they're created. Like they are, they haven't gotten into this world yet. They haven't been wrapped, yeah. and well, they especially are when they've got like, parents like you and Todd. It's like they just trust that life's going to work out, yeah. and they just kind of like it's play time, it's nap time, it's cranky time, it's pee time, it's whatever. I'm just doing it, mom. You know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about you're like, slow work we got, right there. Yeah, we got to get through this. So we can go do this. Come on, kids, let's go. Yeah. Totally. Um, I've never been more aware of my. Yeah. need to get on with it and then yeah. i'm missing oh. it and i'm totally yeah. missing it mm. so there's no cure for life <laughs> there it is <laughs> well, it's, it's funny that you're saying it. it's so hard to surrender because one of one of my questions here is has being weak always been lame <laughs> yes has it has it always been lame? Like from the beginning of time, have we has this always been a thing that we don't do as humans well? Yes. Because since the beginning of time, humans have been trying to survive. Life's hard. Mm-hmm. Yes. And if you so both are true, like children who have care are just like, I mean, just kind of do life. It's beautiful. They do life on life's terms, right? And then they, we send them to school and, and they learn to perform for their identity in the factory. Um, yeah, school. they are going and to then the they factory. Go to, yeah. Eight to five. Uh, yeah. Go to the factory and, and uh, okay, great. Don't send them to school. Homeschool them. That really and they're weirdos. Them up. Yeah. They're, they're weirdos. weirdos like my kids. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, then, they don't, well, they don't get in line with the factory work. School. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like, we, you know, we homeschooled from middle school on for all of our kids. Um, and there's some been some real benefits in that. Uh, they've also like uh, our two youngest got jobs this year and they're so happy at the factory. <laughs> it's like, like what I is go this? and do this. It's yeah, so clear. It's <laughs> I work it hard. I good. get tips. Yeah. Right. Um, Instant results. So it's, that's where I used to like think of this more I still do. Uh, I'm less this way, but like, oh, it's this way or this way, or what's this answer? And like, there's no answer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, like your mm-hmm. your private school, your public school, your home school, your nature school, your, you know, um, or your like the next job or the next marriage, or if I could just get my spouse to behave this way, or if I could just find a job where I did this. Like, yes, and. Um, you said something interesting, like it's always been this hard, but until we find out how lame we are or until our effort to make life work ends up laming us, mm-hmm. wounding us, we're not ready to give up, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's where, you know, 
one of the things Chip Dodd taught me is like there's basically three kinds of people. There's people who have recognized that they're lame. You know, yeah. I'm, limped, I'm, I'm limping. Totally. Um, there's people who aren't ready to recognize that yet. And there's a, there's a, the gray area between those two, the gradient is like, that's where everybody lives between those two places, you know? Um, and then there's those who, because of some cognitive malformation, uh, don't get, don't have to live in that continuum. And they, they have another, uh, like that, they have another way of living. Um, and, and there's something beautiful about that too. Uh, and so that both and, like, yeah, it's like the lameness. Yes, we're lame. Humans are lame. Or we are lamed by our own efforts to succeed and, and accomplish over life, try to win at life. Um, either lames us or makes us lame, you know? Um, right, we're lame. We're lame either ways. way. Yeah. We're either going to do um, it to ourselves or, or be it. What a, that's such an old-fashioned word, lame. Because you meant it like, like lame, like not cool. Um, and it, it, it's someone unable to walk without difficulty. It's like, it's Israel, Jacob walking with a limp, you know, and we talk about it as like a bad thing when we shoot horses for it because a horse isn't made. It's like that horse is lame. You put it down. Um, but, a but a human, a human's lameness is like our pathway to like spiritual significance and acceptance of ourselves and like equanimity of all, all people. Like we're all the same in our lameness. Um, but we use it also as like, man, that's, that, that place is lame. That restaurant's lame. Judgment. You know, totally. Judgment. Judgment. Yeah. Yeah. As opposed to like, we're all either blessed to be lame or are avoiding how lame we are. Trying to hide our lameness. Right. Uh, We're very uh, average, like everybody else. Uh-huh. Yeah. Extraordinarily the same. Yeah. You know, uniquely, beautifully average. The paradox. <laughs> That's the both and paradox. Yeah. It totally is. Yeah. Well, it's so Kate, like as we let's land the plane then. This is good. I'm inspired. Um I know, I so, know. I I was thinking that this was gonna be more hopeful than it sounded at the beginning. And it it surely did end up that way which i'm glad oh good well you know hope is at any moment everything's about to get better <laughs> that's hope like yes. at any moment it's just all gonna get better you know yeah. and uh yes. that's a beautiful way to live um so thank you thank you for hosting Thanks, this Steven. yes you're and you're gonna do more fun. of these you're gonna host more of these that's right i got a whole list of topics hopeful topics uh, we can Thanks for doing this, Kate. Yeah, you're welcome. All right. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Sage Show podcast. This is Stephen James. If there's anything you need, we can help you with. I want you to know we're here to help from counseling sessions virtually, uh, in person, to therapy intensives. Um, we're glad to help you navigate life and help, help you find the way that you're trying to go. This podcast is brought to you by Sage Hill, a social impact organization. Our mission is to help people be who they're made to be so that they can do what they're made to do. Find more resources to live fully, love deeply, and lead well at sagehillresources.com.